hit it. Marin, thanks for clicking the link. Thanks for tapping in. We got a uh, special, special show because I've got a guest today by the name of Average Joey. Joey Leonard himself. We got a we got a rip roaring conversation that goes all over the place, bouncing in and out on the subject matter at hand, which is states of depression. Hard for me to use that word. It's it's. I'm gonna turn this music down a little bit. It's it's tough for me to to use the the heavy D like that because it's there's so much weight attached to it. You know, and it's like you drop the depression word and it's like everyone has we all have our own kind of opinions and perspectives on what that is. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it really means. It seems to change depending on the person. And, and you know, with with this show being what it is, you know, the one thing I know for sure is my own experience. You know, and this is uh, this is inside the mind's eye. Welcome to the show. This is a show where we explore the thoughts ideas, emotions, and perspectives of those who are pursuing a dream, who are living a dream, or who may be wanting to figure out what their dream is or could be uh, for themselves. So we explore all dynamics of the human experience here at Inside the Mind's Eye, and we lean heavily on my own experience, along with those who jo- join the conversation. And uh, this week we got a special guest, uh, Joey. And uh, before we drop into that conversation, I just want to give a little background on, on why this is what we're talking about and kind of how this happened. So um, earlier this week, I fell into a bit of a depressive state. And, um, you know, I got so it's tough to talk about. It's going to be kind of tough to talk about because what I want to do is I want to read what I'd written the moment I felt it coming on. And I have an issue with reading this piece that I wrote because it's not short. It's, I mean, it's not long. It's very short. But it's, it feels super personal. And it, and it feels super personal because I use the word God and I'm praying. Um, something I, I normally do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and it feels weird for me to even say that out loud because I just, I don't know what I believe in and I and I, and I only know what I've felt in regards to my experiences. And those words themselves feel loaded. You know, I, I, growing up with rabbis, with preachers, with priests, with ministers, with whatevers, you know, I just, it, it's, for me, it's just a form of mindful reflection and awareness that I'm not the one running the show. So when I do prayers, it basically says, it's not me. Like, get me out of, me, out of the way let the universe's will commandeer and direct um, the flow of life. I find that things are better when they're not about me. And so I use prayer to do that. I use prayer like a mantra to kind of get myself out of myself and talk out loud to myself in a way that I can be as vulnerable, not vulnerable, but as, as honest as I can be with how I'm feeling or just as a routine to keep myself centered. Uh, it's been helpful. I've started doing it earlier this year. It's been super helpful. So that's prayer for me. The word God, ugh, 
I don't even know if I want to touch that right now. I, ju- I just know that there's no way that we can define or describe the indescribable. That something as ever-present and omnipotent as a living, breathing consciousness, as it expresses itself through all time and space, is, is a fool's errand to try and sim- symbolize into a single three-letter word. Or even a sentence, like I just said. I, ca- I can't be the one to do it. I just know I have to use the word. Okay, so that's just me getting it out there. I want to share this thing, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a prayer about God. And so it's, there, I've said it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel weird about sharing it. I'm going to do it anyway. It doesn't matter. Because what we're talking about is how I, I guess, how I've experienced a depressive state earlier this week. And it's Wednesday right now. Like, so it's still midweek. It's 916 on Wednesday night. I'm going to take a cough break real quick. <coughs> it's 916 on a Wednesday night. And I came out of the funk probably 12 hours ago. This is all new. Um, so I'm going to read what I wrote before the, before the, when I felt the depressive state coming on. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to read what I learned after it, after it ended. I wrote down some things, and um, I'm on this whole mystic type, I'm on all this mystic shit right now, like, I, I, I feel like it's it's a school of thought, and it's a school of um, learning, or I guess, or I guess unlearning, it's, it's, it's a, it seems to be a type of way, a mechanism to help me reframe my perspective with the unknown, which I, I truly, there's something I heard a while ago that the that the uh the the phrase was this that the moment you turn your will and your life over to the care of God in quotes as you understand it, the rest of your life is none of your business. And I do know that the being in a depressed state, especially this week, it was all about me. I could not escape my own mental dialogue. I couldn't escape my emotions. And so I was forced to to not forced to, but I chose to, through the help of the stuff I'm learning embody these emotional states without identifying with them and without doing anything. So, so some stuff came up and I learned some stuff. Um, God, why is this tough to talk about? I don't know why this is tough to talk about. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult. I don't know. Is there some sort of a stigma attached with depression still? I think it's because you think it once you, that's why I don't like using it. It's because like a label, you know, it's like once you label it, it stays that. And that's just not what it is. It's a weather system. At least in my experience, you know, I've, I've had weeks at a time. Me and Joey talk about it at length, but like I've had stretches of time that have been not too good, you know, and, and I'm coming out of it. So it's at the tail end of this thing. It's been a few weeks since I've experienced something like I have the last few days, but um, it's all it's all a process. It's all a progress. And I, and I hope to share that with whoever may want to un- better understand or or connect with what it feels like to literally uh, be in an existential void of meaninglessness and not know what you want. And the idea of anything you'd ever want, nothing is appealing. And you're just kind of in this grace, grace smog for like, for at least for me, this week was about 48 hours. Um, and there was some good stuff that came out of it. Like that's the other thing too, is like these things I'm starting to learn through this type of stuff right here, this mysticism stuff is like, these things are good. We don't have to fight it. We don't have to be negative about it. 
something's working through me. And I'm speaking from my experience because I can, I can, I can chart out over the last two years the progress that I've been making in regards to my mental and emotional um, fluidity, for lack of a better word. And all this stuff is helping. I can't, I'm going to go ahead and drop these books. I'm going to let you know about these books before I go into the essay. And it's not an essay. It's really like three paragraphs. Uh, and then the conversation with Joey. But I'm going to share these books. These books have been super helpful for me. And I'm continuing to read them. And they seem to be acting as some sort of a, of a um, I guess, a, uh, a conduit for, for greater understanding of who I am at the deepest level which is the, the observer to, uh, of this experience or expression called Adam. So there that is. I got it out. Uh, and before I do that, too, I want to I just give you all a, uh, the, the, if you all want to and you should, go check out Joey's comedy. And it's uh, www.facebook.com slash official. I want to get that in here real quick because you can rewind this, go back. As soon as he's done talking, he's one of, better than a comedian He's a he's a fucking good friend, and uh, yeah, I just yeah, I I just want to give him all the love possible because you know I put up a post on Facebook today that was like, who wants to talk about depression? And within minutes, boom, he was in the DMs. He's like, let's get it. So, shouts out to Joey and uh, and everybody in the Mullet Gang, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go into this. Um, yeah, so this piece I'm about to read, uh, you know, happened Monday morning. I pulled up to the warehouse. It was early in the morning, the warehouse where I work. And I knew something I knew something was going to happen. And so I, I, I wrote this out as a form of premeditated, um, oh, just a, an awareness of, of the state that I was falling into. And yeah, here it goes. I figure I'll just write something, kind of like a prayer. God, please help me have faith, trust, and help me get back to center, to harmony. I want to be of maximum service to myself and others, yet I find the doldrums creeping in. I'm aware that it's all part of God, all part of the process. I want to embody and understand. Ask for help so I can be guided by intuition and understanding. Where to go? Nowhere. Where to stay? Here. What to do? Nothing. Who to be? Me. So I wait.
All right, we're live. All right. Thanks for joining me, dude. Um, all right, well, first off, first off, um, it's good to see you, bro. You too, man. You too, bro. <laughs> I see you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah, man. Just trying honestly, to get something done. Yeah, just trying to, I'm trying to capture and just trying to share whatever's happening, you know, try to open up the conversation about what we experience up here in our minds, you know? Yeah, of course. And in our hearts, too. It's like on the path, whatever path we may be on, the things that crop up. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, so this week, okay, so this week uh, was a tough week for me. Um, yeah. Well, first, I should probably say how we got here on the voice chat. I posted up on Facebook. I said, is there anybody who's, who's experienced a, a state of depress a depressive state this week that would be willing to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, and you, you hit me up right away and you're like, bro, I'm a sad boy. I'm in. <laughs> ah, let's talk about it, man. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, just to give a little background of what it's been like for me this week. Um, it's, it's Thursday today. Uh, I, I was basically been in a depressive state since Monday. Yeah. And what that looks like for me is I find no joy in anything. Uh, I, I, I hover, I, I hover between a state of just overwhelming thoughts of wanting to run, running to escape, wanting to say, fuck everything and just bounced and just yeah. that. And then just a, an, an ever present existential void of, of meaninglessness of it doesn't matter what I do or what I don't do. Nothing matters. Anything I think I want is not going to be the thing that's going to make me happy anyway. So what's the point of anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, how it, that's how it manifested this week. And uh, it lasted about two and a half days. And I made a decision earlier this week to not do anything about it. The, yeah, the, you're going to roast it? Let, it? let it happen, huh? Let it happen and, and, like, and, and approach it differently. I wanted, to, I wanted to get deeper into it to try to understand where it was truly coming from. And while also not identifying with the, the state that I was in. Yeah. So, so the first thing I'd like to, I'd like to, to start with is just, you know, what it, for you, what does it look like when you enter a, a depressive state? And there's a book term there. It's a cliche book term, in my opinion, people tag depression as really is just a word that comes with a meaning. I guess it's sadness would follow depression, right? Like in somebody's, somebody said that you're depressed, they would, I would, I would assume that they were assuming you're sad about something, you know, like they would feeling sorry for yourself or whatever, but that, that, you know, I don't know the definition by book term or anything. I'm not that, that smart, but as far as what it means to me is obvious, uh, obviously what comes with it is where you get exactly what you just said, like nothing, nothing you do is, is satisfying, you know, to where you're at because of depression, in my opinion. And you don't, I, I never want to label myself as depressed, right? Because that, that doesn't coincide with uh, being a strong leader or whatever, which is ultimately my alter ego, which I try to do at all times, right? But uh, when I'm at the house, I try to, you know, you think about things and you get depressed. Like, I literally will go days without calling some people, you know what I mean? Like, I might literally just play on Facebook. It looks like I'm live and active, but I'm not at all. I'm at the house wearing the same clothes for three days, having showered for three days, thinking about where my next money's coming from. What did I do? Why am I here? What the, like, not why am I here in existence, but why am I at this spot analyzing what mistakes I may have made financially, things I could have 
chose to say differently that wouldn't have made a certain bridge burn or whatever. But we keep moving as hustlers. That's what we do. And um, and I tell myself that, too, because there's I, these people have this, this two-sided mentality, like a good and a bad. I have so many different ones that I'm almost borderline like crazy, like by the term, I imagine, because I have so many things going on in my head telling me, you know, do these like what we do the comedy now you're doing, you're rapping, you know, that's what you're doing because that's what you're ultimately supposed to be doing is what I'm saying is what I know, but it took a long time to get there. And I feel like the depression is it, for me, it comes and it always comes, but at the, I always look for the light at the end of the tunnel thinking that one day it's going to go away. Right. If I keep doing something different, if I just change it up, ultimately I find out nothing really makes me happy other than making people laugh. So I, my comedy, Nothing really makes me happy. I like being on stage. I can say that my kids make me happy or making money makes me happy or uh, building something makes me happy. And that's only short term, but nothing really in my core makes me happy that lasts longer than a buzz other than like actually performing in front of somebody. That shit will last me days, sometimes weeks. And then when I get out of tune with it, like I have been, obviously this is the way it's been for everybody. You're, you're not active in what we're doing. And that kind of shook everybody down. So depression, I feel like, is, is, is rampant right now for sure. But it's all circumstantial. If you're a person that's subject to it, like, all the time, then it's probably because either how you grew up or how you're living or whatever. But it's always it's always something that to be worked on. You know what I mean? Like, some people are not the type of person that get depressed, and a lot of people are. Well, that doesn't mean that the person that gets depressed is, like, worthless or um, invaluable to some, you know, like there, there's still, there's room there to work. So I feel like even talking about it, like we're doing right now is therapy for depression. Cause as I'm talking to you about it, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to answer the, your question as educated as I can, but I'm not educated at all. I just live in it. So I don't know, you know, what it is that I'm looking for always, but you know, you've been with me, we did the real hero podcast and you live your own life. You've been all over the world and done so many different things. And you're speaking my language and you say nothing's making you happy. I feel the same way, dude. I think it's that constant uh, search that, that ultimately keeps the flame going for the depression, you know, like when you get it, because you'll have days, months, even where you're doing really good and everything's fine. Like I was talking about. And then when COVID this crap or whatever the hell is around comes down, regardless of whether or not it's real or and all that other bull crap, like it's changed everything in an immediate sense. And then it brought us right back to where we were. Damn, we just near got out of, you know what I mean? Like, well, we were depressed about a lot of things and we found comedy and, and rap and other people were finding things, you know, they were moving through life. Some people were just beginning different things. Bottom line is right now, it's a, um, it's a, like a, it's a conducive, uh, what, what, what does conducive mean? What does that fucking mean anyway? Conducive, <laughs> I, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> So I think it's like a conductor. It's a conductor of of, of depression, this COVID-19 shit. I'm glad that it's here. Actually, I feel like, you know, not to switch it up dr drastically, but I feel like it's actually it was actually a good thing it's, it's, it, to say, the you know, like the, the opposite side of it being bad, people are dying. The goodness that came from it is like I seen Kevin Compton wrote something down today on Facebook, and it was very much in line with the how I feel about it anyways. Like you're at home. Kids are at home chilling with their families now they're not all over the place heads up their butts people aren't uh missing things for work and they're, they're we got smaller you know what i mean and 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 that's really good for it in a, in a sense but also for me as a person who is depressed and who's always taking chances and gambling on different things and what i'm doing in my life without this thing that's going on or whatever it was already the same thing. Like I was going, 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 and then depression hits, and that was my COVID-19. That shit will put me down for three or four weeks sometimes. It might only be a day. You never know. 
depends on what's like, I don't, I, I don't, I can't never call the, the influx or the, or the input or the, the in the coming and going of it. I, I try to manage it the best I can by keeping my Dharma good or whatever and trying to make sure that my surroundings are good and I'm constantly doing good things. But even still, even in my high success, I always have moments where I'm like, what the fuck are we even doing? Like, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't even care about these fucking shit. I don't even care about this. I don't even care. Why am I doing this shit? You know? Yeah, I, uh, I started seeing a therapist last year. And, she, and one of the first things she mentioned to me was the potential for being bipolar. And I think I can relate to what you were sharing earlier. Yeah. about There's so many different versions of me, dude. I show up in so many different ways. Like, I want to do the podcast. I want to do the raps. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to run yeah. shit. Like, I want to do all sorts of shit. Like, I want to be a normal person. I want to be able to just chill with my bros. I don't. Well, you can throw normal the fuck out of the window yeah you're not normal dude you are like above average and i'm not kissing your ass here and i just tell people the same thing because i feel the same thing about myself but nobody ever wants to say to themselves, well i'm the, i'm i'm but that's where i get myself into trouble is that i actually identify i end up identifying with all these things i do and that's yeah. what brings me that i believe that's what's bringing me into the pits after yeah. a spell of awesomeness because i'll have these this great stretch of time yeah. And then I'll, and then all of a sudden I'll plummet, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm experiencing progress and, and the, and the big moment of awakening that came after the end of this spell, which literally ended this morning, you know, yeah. like, and I came out of it and I came to realize like last week I was on bro. Like I was doing all the shit, mystic shit. I'm into all the spiritual shit. I'm learning so much. I was on like three podcasts last week. I produced yeah all this dope shit. And I realized that I hadn't even, I, I wasn't even aware about that. I'd identified with all those things. I was like, Oh my God, the real me is back. The real yeah. me is back. And then what yeah. happens this week? I plummet because that's not the real me. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 None of those things I was doing. None of this is the real me. Like the real me is, is, is the one that's observing all this shit happen. It's recognizing thoughts, recognizing emotions, yeah, recognizing the things we're doing in the outside world. So like, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Like I, I have this, I'm on this like trajectory and I, and I truly feel like that sustainable contentment can be engineered. If I can figure out what's going on up here in here. And, yeah, and you, can, you can adapt. You can you can adopt people's ideals. You can adapt and overcome. I guess anybody can do it. And that's ultimately what we do at the end of the day. After we shake out everything, we're like, we come back to ourselves and we're like, dude, get you know what? You know what? Get yourself together, dude. Get yourself together. Now, that's the real you. The real you is the one that's right there kicking your ass, being like, listen, we like is we. I've I've had moments where. I've called friends, like friends that don't comment and stuff like that on Facebook and stuff like that. They know the real me where we've had talks where I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care. <laughs> right. I don't care about any of this shit. I just want to fuck. It. I don't, and it's not like I just want to end it, but like, I just don't care what happens. The world can blow up in front of me right now. And it's okay. Oh, fucking K or whatever. And I don't know, you know, and you can people, it, it's like this Dharma thing that I, I speak about Dharma real ignorantly because I don't know exactly what it is. I got somebody explained it to me one day and I really liked it. So are you talking about karma? Dharma? Not karma. Dharma is like, this, yeah, like the, well, what you're, what you're, your ultimate, like your ultimate, like the way you see things, like how, how, how everything's happening. Like if I, if I'm in a fucked up situation, if I'm, if I'm in a messed up toxic relationship and I leave the house every day, in this, in this mindset or whatever, then my outlook on the world is different than it would be if I was on, like if I'm good, like if I'm a salesman and I have a fucked up month um, and then I go out in traffic 
and somebody cuts me off and I'm like, fuck you. And I give them the business. You know, I'm like, I pour every bit of anger. But if I have a really good month, it's like, hey, buddy, man, like, ah, come on, get over. He's you're probably just having a bad day. You know, it's just it. Like, what are we doing to ourselves that that's creating this? I, I, like I said, I don't know if I'm even using. No, the no, you, you got it. The Dharma is essentially your inner truth and it projects outwardly. So if you approach life with peace and non-judgmental attitude and better yeah. than whoever that's how you're treating yourself and it's right 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 so i think it's important to especially a person that works on yourself like as we get older to grow with that to with that with that vibe because there's going to be a time in your life when you look back even on our podcast that you're doing right now and you're going to say well i was just uninformed I, it's not that you were stupid and it's not that i was stupid it's just we're uninformed not at that level yet if we can make it through which i always try i feel like the majority of me is like, fuck it. I don't care. And when I get around my kids or I get around some success or something like that, then I get drawn back in. But I'm not like that atypical father. People are like, you're such a great dad. I'm like, well, why? Because I'm letting my kid do what the fuck she wants. That's not even true, number one. I, I let her do what she wants within realm of what I see fit of, of her doing that's okay with me. I don't care what other people think, but what's okay with me? You know, I don't let her – she doesn't like date boys and shit like that or whatever. I let her talk or do whatever thing, but she doesn't like – She's not into it like some kids are or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, there's a restrictor on there. But for, uh, overall, she does whatever she wants to do. But I'm a dude that does, like you, like you. I literally everywhere at any given time. And I, I just so happen to have kids. One of them I don't even really talk to. That shit hits me so fucking hard because there's – I wouldn't want to put anything on here because I would never want to disgrace anybody's name or do anything. But certain things have happened over a certain timeline since my very first kid was born until this very moment to where when I first got, found out that my ex-wife was pregnant, um, rest in peace because she has passed away now but when she was pregnant I didn't want her to have my kid I would just get made at the special forces uh, tryout so I was going to the next phase to get my green beret and I asked her I said can you have an abortion and my mindset right then and there my, my dharma or whatever was I was just wanting to be a green beret selfishness number one not selflessness I, I'd already I was having sex right which is Bad enough in a sense without protection or anything like that. There was no love behind it. We actually did love each other at a point, but knowing this internally, regardless of whether anybody else knows it in the world, it's a flame that's always burning like in the back. I mistreated her in any case on a few different instances, right? And I didn't embrace that. Where she saw love and everything, I was not living the same life as her. So then when we had the kid, she decided, hey, I'm having this kid. Over the time and over the years, I have been like, always in debt or losing my license or some shit for this child support. I pay it and everything. And I, and I got, I, there was a time where I didn't want to pay it, but I get back on track and stuff like that. But um, my kid that a lot of time went by there. So my kid's not here with me. Like my one kid is, and that doesn't, it doesn't matter if what anybody thinks about that. I, you can never take that away from me. So there's always a, a catalyst. There's always something there. It's just finding out what exactly it is that's got you in these depressive states and then addressing them as it comes because you're always going to be subject to it because of who you are but being able to master it that comes with the time that comes by and what i figured out about with with my kid is just stop for a second don't be selfish in your feelings because like where i'll get upset my kid doesn't want to talk to me or whatever and i've spent money or i did something or something she doesn't even know about and like i'll, I'll expect something inside me that's number my fault because i expected it without analyzing the situation and being like dude years ago when you were fucking having your cake and eating it too, you weren't thinking about any of this shit, dude. Now you're going to have to deal with it. And it is what it is. And those little things put me in a state where I don't give a fuck about nothing, dude. I just want my kid to not think I'm cool like my other one does, but my other kid loves me genuinely. And this is my kid. You, 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 Some people are like, I have a right to that because that's mine. Well, I gave my right up because I was choosing to live like a fucking piece of shit, right? 
And so now I'm paying for that, but that's also, that'll come with time. And I always have to tell myself that as a grown up. And because and, 10 years ago, I would be like, man, fuck this. I'm so mad about it. And I have shown flashes of ignorance, you know, throughout this process of even her mother passing away and stuff like that. And the things I had to, to say to, to like her family and stuff like that, which I essentially apologize for, which is in itself bipolar because at one second I'm raging and the next second I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. You get, I, 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 you get really fucking pissed off at life. And sometimes, and really at the end of the day, you, you did it, you know, like a lot of times, like you did it, like, this is hold on. This is a byproduct of you, buddy and your decisions. And that's the hardest part that most people have dealing with anyways. Nobody wants to hear that they're wrong. Nobody wants to hear the hard truth. And when you live a certain way freely for years and years and years, there has to be a, a comeback. There has to be an exhaust. It can't just be all gas pedal with no exhaust somewhere. And then, you know what I'm saying? So you have, there has to be an, a, a, a playback, a karma, if you will. And you know, I am eating it, but as many instances as I can, like this one right here, it helps me. Anytime that I can get, I sat with a buddy the other day who I would never thought I would have had a conversation with about God and stuff. We talked for hours over some weed. And I was like, is it, it was really intense, but it helped me so, like really good in that time because I was super depressed. When I saw your message today, it was like you. I just came out of this. This lady that's doing my shirts with me, I'm in her office right now because of the Wi-Fi. This is my good friend um, and her husband are my really good friends, but I got backed up on orders on my shirts and stuff. This was another venture. I, I, I wanted to do shirts to go with my comedy. I got backed up on these. It wasn't monies or anything. Like I just got backed up on orders and I didn't get, I wasn't taking care of the things I need to take care of. Well, she was doing the stuff with me and working with me. And it was, she, it, it comes to a point where she's like, damn dude, you're not doing what you say you're going to do. Like you're doing too much type thing, but she's my friend. So she didn't assault me with it. Like fucking what the fuck are you doing? She's like, Hey dude, let me help you. And she, she went and bought shirts and did all this stuff and bought all these things, took care of me. And then now that's going and it's its own thing now and it has its own momentum. And I'm like, thank God, right? Because I don't feel like I deserve that help or anything like that, but that has helped me because I get depressed. And if it wasn't for my friends or these little instances that we're having in life, I wouldn't be able to keep going, so to speak, because people think you're getting far with what we're doing. Rapping, that's a big deal. To get on stage, yeah, there's a grind to that. Like you, I've watched you do it. I went to your one of your sitting there all night with them people like that waiting and waiting and waiting that's all part of it right when you get to the to the to the to the end if if you've been blessed enough to make it right it's not just a conversation at that point that's why i feel like that god or the universe or whoever has put adam abramowitz right my joey leonard or whoever is in a, 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 a state of mind where they're outputting some sort of greatness to other people right they, you, they, he put like they, the universe puts you there for that, right? So that's when you have to fight those depressive moments and those things and get back to the good. You're never gonna, dude. Chester Benningfield killed himself. Chris Cornell killed himself. So we, so we know, right? There's conspiracies behind everything. Why would Robin Williams kill himself? Why would Robin Williams kill himself? Oh, I get it. I get it because you ever watch Robin Williams talk? He's just like we are. And that's what I, that's what I'm, I'm getting at is that none of these all these things we do, although we do them, they yeah. are not who we are. Right, 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 right. But the whole thing, the tube, the tube is who you are. Like the shell of it is who you are. Because whatever you're doing in this life, start to finish, that is who you are. I don't care if you did a hundred thousand different things. You're never. What what one thing did you do consistently? Now I have the one thing I have done consistently over the years since my search in life since I was about seven or something when my or six, when my real mother left me, so to speak, I have no period of my life. That's a longer than a four year stretch or my marriage. My marriage was 13 years. But if I was to break that down, 
how, how many years was it good? How many years was it bad? I've never had a stretch in my life where something's remained the same or it's been progressive always, hmm. right? It's always back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And as you get older, you learn a lot more and then you lose a lot of the, the, the bad habits. Like, you know, I used to flip my middle finger up to everything, literally everything. And sometimes I still do. And it's, it, it's still as extreme as it ever was. So I could lose anything at any given time because I'm quick to be like, fuck it. Right. But the older I get, I'm like, all right, I think about it a little bit more before I say fucking. Sometimes yeah. I don't say fucking. That was the huge win these last few days was that all my brain was doing was wanting to say fuck it to everything all yeah. the whole time. And the best thing I did was do nothing. Like that's the that's, best thing I did. The best is to sit still. Because you, know, you can't think clearly when you're in a state, a depressive state, an anger state. A lot of times you just have to divulge it or express it this depression thing's been with me for so long and, I, and I'm, I'm with you, dude, I'm calling it depression just because it's a way that we can communicate what the emotion yeah, is. It's just the word of it like. is whatever. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, it's, it's a weather system that came through some, it's been, there was a time when it lasted for two or three weeks at a time. And then there's times yeah. that, it, that it progressively lessens as, as time continues moving forward. But I just use that as a way of communicating it. But the big turning point for these last couple of days was like my, my decision to just kind of not make any decisions, don't freak out. Yeah. Just just grunt it up, stick into the shit, dig into the sh shit, lean into it, recognize it's happening to the character of Adam. You know, yeah. it doesn't define me. Anything, you know, I want to sabotage everything right now. I want to go to move to LA. I want to go back with my ex-girlfriend. I want to start smoking weed again. I want to yeah. just fuck everything up, dude. Yeah. I want to yeah. do I just want to sat like everything. But to the micro point too is like one of my issues is rather than really seek to understand this emotional state and bring it to awareness i will call somebody and my energy i'll i'll dump my energy my sad boy energy on someone else like yeah. they could be having a great day and they'll pick up the phone and i'll be like bro i'm fucked up and then it's like all about me yeah 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 and that's what that's kind of like what that state of mind kind of is is it's it's me 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 i don't get what i want i want to be somewhere else i want to do this i feel this way yeah. and like the, this the res like i i'd much rather be thinking of other people or in someone else's life you know yeah 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 of course of course and that's so I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you this is like what did what did you do earlier this week when you were going through it what what was your coping mechanisms what did facebook you man facebook uh, posting really aggressively getting a reaction out of somebody um meaning that like i didn't i didn't purposely put one strategic thing to aim at anybody i just did whatever i wanted at will without whatever just throwing stones big stones in the pond and didn't care where the where the waves went a lot of times i delete stuff but i'll put up something um pretty much fuck the world or fuck chicks or fuck girls or that you know whatever because i know that at the bottom of my heart that i've had you know my real mom did me wrong uh i keep doing the, the fucking bunny ears, so i apologize about that but my real mom uh my biological mother was uh she was in a state of depression her i can't I, don't, I try not it was a time in my life where i was like fuck her and here as i go along like especially recently i'm like i would actually like to understand where she was at in her head when she decided to be like, you know what? I don't want my kids. I don't want them. We'll just let her dad have them. And then hit me up 30 years later and be like, hey, I'd rather be a part of your life right now. Because when she did that, I was like, no way. I pushed her away. I told her to get lost. She sent me an email. And I was like, man, I don't know. So I'm always like, fuck chicks, right? Okay. But then I got a daughter. 
which I pay attention to this shit. I didn't ask for any of this shit. I didn't ask to be born who would in any of this shit. I didn't do nothing. I'm just saying, <laughs> we're just here, right? So now I got a daughter. None of us asked. Now, That's all- it. Yeah. now I got a daughter and I'm like, shit, I would never want her to end up like my mother or even like me as a middle of that. So I never want me to be like my mother also. Like I, so I think about where my mom was in that in those times. And I try not to gas pedal the whole fuck women thing because I know that they can be really manipulative people and to get what they want. But that, and that's a blanket statement because we know there's goodness in a lot of people, right? Well, because guys do the same thing too. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. But we are entitled. We are entitled to what's on our tombstone. And I mean that however you see it, you may or may not be right or anything, but we're entitled to that. And I think that for a long period of my time, subconsciously, I was entitled to the fact and when I say entitled, I mean, like, I felt like genuinely I didn't care. It was mine. If you ever talked about your mom, I was like, I don't care. That's my mom. If I wanted to say fuck her or whatever, because people would be like, don't say that about your mom. I'd be like, no, screw her, man. You know, I don't care what she says. Thank you so much for bringing that. Dude, I texted you like 30 minutes ago. I know. Man, I was like, oh. Thank you. Love you. Just talking about you. Thanks. You good. Love you. Thanks. So I can't remember where's that because I'm going so fast here. Where was I at? Well, you're talking about your mom and, and your issues with, with sometimes you get it with women because of the, what happened with you and your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, I, I don't know what I was getting at. But basically, I, I just, I let things bother me. And for the longest time, I would look at women like, I know who you are type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that when I was a younger guy, like, I looked different. I didn't have a mullet and fat ass and hair and all that stuff. Like, so I could get chicks, like, easy. And it was just a thing. And like, I would analyze that too. Like, who are they? Why do they, why do you want like, Oh, you either, they just wanted to have sex, right? Because they thought it was hot or they saw something there and they wanted something, but I always thought there was something. And then I always put myself at the end point. There was always an end point. Like, could I marry this chicken? Would she ever leave her kids? And I would fucking think about that kind of shit when I would, and I probably blew a million opportunities with a bunch of different chicks like that. Cause I never even told him what I was thinking, never asked the questions type thing. I just made my own assumptions and, um, and I didn't let that go. And, but that's just one of many things is that's what I think that we build these trees. Our depression is a tree, but it's not a tree. It's a Christmas tree. It's a fake one at that too. And we can take that motherfucker down whenever we want, but we leave it up because we have these little, we just put things on it. We just put things on it. My mom and my, my, my army experiences where I made like a decision to go AWOL and then had to turn myself in type thing or uh, all my failures in my business. Or we put these things on the tree where we could have just threw them away, but we put them on this fucking tree and we have it in the room still because we don't want to let it go because it was ours. At one point, there was some kind of greatness in there, right? There was something. You don't want to just throw it the fuck away, man. You know, that's why we attach ourselves to a lot of these things. The hardest part is getting rid of a lot of the shit out of our heads. I think that I hope as I grow older and learn more that I'll do this, but there's a lot of times where I'll know exactly what I need to do to, to not be depressed or whatever, or to avoid from being depressed, like pay your bills on time. Just do what you say you're going to do, Joe. Like just do something like great. Like you don't have to keep flip flopping on shit. Like, you know, just do it. But and then I'll, I'll be like, well, I'll do that tomorrow type thing. It's like saying you quit smoking. Like I'll do that tomorrow. Cause like, you like to dab, you like to feel a little funky, like a little free, like a little rebellious, like a little, I'm doing what I want type thing. Like, you know, there's a process, but you've never been that guy. So, I mean, I know that if I wanted to have monies in my pocket right now, I've 1099 over a million bucks. I don't have shit. But if I wanted to have money in my pocket, all I had to do was save my money. All I had to do was this. But fuck me. I never thought that throughout the process. You know what I'm saying? Like, who the fuck saves their money? Yeah. Oh, shit. Those people that you borrow it from when you ain't got none. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those fucking people said, how could you adopt that mentality? 
Well, first off, are you? There's cops, there's robbers, there's good guys, there's bad guys. Who the fuck are you? That's what you need to figure out first. Who am I? So, so would you say, because we were talking about this over the messenger too. Yeah. The idea that, that we operate we, we operate in the moment and we're always just going with impulse, right? You're a comedian, right. you're going to go with your first thought and see where it leads. Our kind, our kind, you and I, our kind only do that. Not everybody. Well, I, I, would, I would venture to say that people that aren't aware that they're thinking or even living or even awake, yeah. they just be going by like, what, what is pleasurable? What do I want? What am I doing? They don't think about what the, that we're actually taking actions. That yeah, we're yeah, actually, yeah. you know, in this moment, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to, to not go exercise today because I want to eat Twinkies and watch Lost. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, you may not be thinking. I got you. So, so like, and I was, we were saying on the, on the message earlier, like, I, I want to be able to operate on the whim of my, my intuition. Right. And I think intuition is a different thing than, is different than inspired action. It's like, you're a comedian in the sense that you're responding to the world as it shows up in your lens. Right. And that, that response that comes out is your, is your expression. Right. So everything that's coming in, you're outwardly projecting as well through all your social media pages, through your art. That's how I see it. Yeah. That's how I see comedy. I didn't, I used to think that comedy was like music. Like when you just write it and people do write that shit. If you're smart, you'll write it down as it comes and then you'll have it for later and then you'll deliver it later. But I, I, I look at comedy as a direct reflection of or a direct reflection of the world I see, how I see it personally. That's my type of comedy. That's how I use comedy. Some people get up there and tell their jokes and their banners, stuff like that. I'll just tell a story you know, something that really happened and how I saw it or whatever. And I, and I enjoy that, that, that very much so. And I don't know what we were getting at with that. But uh, yeah. Well, it was, it's, I, I was getting at how you approach you know, when you enter these different spaces in, in your, in your mind space and your emotional state, yeah. your go, your go-to reflex is that of how can I turn this into something, something like, funny? Yeah. Something yeah. Funny ultimately. Yeah. Like I'm sad. All of a sudden I'm making shit posts about women to make some people angry. Yeah. You know? And I'm choosing to do something when I could be paying a bill. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, it's just, you're, um, that's what I wanted to ask you about is like, are you aware that that stuff's happening while you're doing no, it? No, you're never aware of that until you come out of it. Like we're talking about like okay, until so she said, Hey, I got shirts, fucker. Let's get it rolling. I was you, like, shit. So you, don't, you don't notice it while it's happening. You can notice it. No. Oh fuck. That was fucked up. No, you, there, there's always that, that aroma in the room that somebody farted. Like, what is that? But you never sit around to sniff it. You just keep moving. And then afterwards you're like, damn, somebody farted. I don't know. I feel like I, it's always a hindsight thing with me. I never think about it during the process. I always just pre, a pre like premeditatively. I might be like, Oh, I better not do that. Or I might. And then I still do it. Like I told you, like, you know what I mean? Like I still do it <laughs> even though I know I'm not yeah. supposed to sometimes, but then I, that's why I always feel like there's a natural thing inside of us. The outside of what we do and say and all that stuff is, is like, is, is the, it's just the robot of something else in there that's doing this or whatever. And this, thing right here sometimes it'll let us know what they're doing but it does whatever the fuck it wants to a lot of times and the only thing we can do on the outside is kind of go with it you know and then your grade your final grade is well you made a bad decision or you made a good decision well that really helped you or that really hurt you that's always the case if you just sat there and nothing happened then nothing's gonna fucking happen right that's why i like to take the risk and take the chance and get those big rewards but a lot of times they don't come i'll sit back and be like fuck did i make the right decision right Damn it. I could be working out of town and making bunches of money. I feel like what we're doing, I have fun doing this stuff. Yeah, this I is do, what I, I love to do. 
I'm mean, saying, and, you, and people get paid for it. So we just got to shake off the old us and figure out the new us and then adapt and then still be us in the inside here and then keep it going. And so, I mean, you were already doing this before you were doing this. When we first met, we decided to go with you. A general conversation with Adam Abramowitz is something of a podcast. If you're going to sit and talk with him. So I, mean, I feel the same way about myself. You better sit down for a second, you know, like we're for the talk. Like it's not just going to be a like, – even when I dated chicks, like when I was dating, chicks would be like, just come over to have sex. Fuck you. We're talking. <laughs> and it's fucking weird. And they're like, you know, damn, like are we going to get to the business? And you're like, hey, man, I'm trying to get to know you. Even though I already know I might even know him. I just want to get to know you today. Like how was your day today? I don't know. Fuck, let's talk. It's a natural thing. And if we can master that and make monies at it, then I think that's a really good thing because monies, there's stress with monies and stress without monies. One thing I figured out about monies is that doesn't mean anything other than it will buy some stuff that you need. Maybe toilet papers. If you need it, you don't need to do that. But like, it's good to have. So if we can, I always see myself making millions of dollars and giving it away though. Right. But then still doing what I love instead of like going and hang drywall or painting or doing whatever, which I don't love. And then still giving my monies away. So when's, when's the, so you went all in with comedy. So have you not worked any job other than odd jobs? Just odd jobs since I, I quit my other job pretty much to do it. And when I say quit it, I mean, obviously I work for myself. So quitting it is not a matter of, I just don't do this anymore. It's just, I stopped answering my phone when they called or if they called, I said, I'm not going there doing this. Cause I knew every Wednesday I was trying to go to open mic night or at least see it. Or anytime somebody said they had a show or something, I wanted to be, be present for it. I didn't want to miss my opportunity and be like, ah, I can't make it. Like I knew I had to say one or the other. And I knew that without one, there was no money because the comedy doesn't pay anything. Not right now, but it will over time. And I've already got a little bit of something going on online. So I'm only like 3,500 people ish away from making a couple dollars online, which ain't that far off. Cause I've gained a lot in the past few thousand or the, the past few thousand came over the past like couple months, even that's not a long time. So if I can just keep the momentum going, I'll make money's at it, but then I'm going to try to match. Like I need people like Heather around or her husband, Dustin, because they make me like, they'll like, they just sit back and kind of watch me. I'm like their child or something. Like, they'll just sit back and kind of watch me fucking just ramble and wreck, and then they'll every now and then kind of guide me and be like, hey, keep it in the lane now. Like, what are you doing? And if it wasn't for them, I don't feel like I'd go, like I said, go as far. So I try to keep try to keep people around you like that, number one. But if I can, then I'll make it. It'll make it happen. But then I'll, I'll in turn, you know, in turn, get my monies away like people do. Like, there's a guy online that does it a lot, which I started to become annoyed with when I watched him. He was His name's Derek Diesel. Are you familiar? Uh-huh. Well, before you go, before you go, let me just give a little background onto who you are for people that are watching and listening. Yeah. Go by the name of Average Joey. And this is just what I've seen since we've known each other. Your social media presence is, is exponentially been increasing ever since. So we're, whenever, and I'm just speaking for the audience, but whenever Joey will make a post or do a bit or do a video, it's just, there's comments all over the place. There's reshares, videos, and he's got himself basically a, he's building momentum for his own career in comedy about three months ago he started before the corona hit he made a decision to go in and just really start hitting open mics and start trying stand-up because he'd only done social media and he was getting so much great response via the internet yeah. he was ready to take the plunge onto the live stage at that point you were running your own company you were you're were doing dry, not drywall but uh, walk over to murals yeah walk over to murals yeah so you had he had his own you had your own work crew you had your own company and then you were like, okay, this stand-up thing is making me feel alive in a way that I've never experienced. Yeah, right? ultimately, putting an emphasis into what we're talking about, yes. And you said, I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. And, and ever since then, you've been cultivating your, your, your comedy. Mm-hmm. 
figuring out how to make it to be a sustainable, basically to sustain yourself. Yeah. Yep. Of course. And, uh, and yeah, I just wanted to just give a, a quick background before, before you. Yeah, no, I, I, will, I won't get too crazy or anything like that. Cause I know we're only, I don't know how much time we're limited to here, but, um, I don't even know what I was going to jump in and say there actually, but yeah, no, the freaking, well, the whole thing about, well, the whole thing about giving up work, quote unquote, to do the comedy, like what we were talking about earlier about not being happy. This is why, this is why in some cases, the really pretty girl will leave the rich dude with all his teeth and go and, and not, it don't even have to be a pill head or pills like guy. It could just be somebody of lesser status than the rich dude that has everything. But that chick goes and cheats on him with somebody or a guy does that with another girl because they're not being happy. They're not spiritually fed, right? Well, people do this with money. Money doesn't mean anything or anything like that. So for me, I need the money. I need the money to pay my bills. I have to have it. I've fucking fucked up. I need the money. I don't care about the money anymore. So at that point, when I said, when I get on stage and even if it was for free, you could pay me a million dollars to do a mural and that million dollars is going to be gone with as soon as I quit as I give it away. Every time I go on stage, it makes me feel that much better about my existence. Number one, I'm actually doing exactly what I'm supposed to want to do. Like this is it. 36 years it took you, bro. I tell myself 36 years, dude. Then I get mad. And that's where I think about stupid shit. I'm like, damn, I wish I had that time back. Cause I know ultimately my, my temple here is, is I smoke cigarettes. I've done a lot of stupid shit along the way. Acid, cocaine, fucking weed, beers, and long stretches with no sleep and shit like that. And just, I wish I'd have got it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you are who you are. It took that long. You had to season the meat, like, with those, <laughs> you know, specific seasons before it tasted a certain type of way. And not that I want people to taste me, but I just feel like that it took a long time to get exactly where we are as as fucked up as we are. It took a long time to get here. And this is very crucial for us in this point in time because some people don't analyze well and they just see it for what it is. And then they either reflect off of it as fuck that. I don't want no part of that. Or they may go past the smell of the shit and see what really is inside. You know what I mean? And, I mean, to be, to be quite honest, I was the same way. I was so extracurricularly focused that it's all out of my system to the point where I don't give a, I don't give a fuck about doing any dumb shit unless it's going to facilitate me moving in the direction of, of a career. Music. Yeah. Or yeah, one of your the, other ventures. Yeah, no doubt. Like it's The career of the arts, dude. I, yeah, I want to yeah. be able to, 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 to do what I love and not worry about bills. That's it. Yeah, man. You know, minimize and, your bills. That's what I say, number one. Minimize those fuckers. Get rid of everything. You don't need it. Buy it if you can. Probably give it the fuck away anyways one t- later so on down the road. So this is what I've been learning since this COVID, this coronavirus rolled through, dude. It's you like, said the coronavirus. <laughs> it rolled on through, dude. It decided to park up. It's got fucking 12-inch spinners, dude. It's, it's chill. <laughs> they're, they're hubcaps, though. Yeah. The coronavirus is hanging out. And what I realized is, is, is it, it made me – I was – it made me so fucking happy, dude. I've been yeah. trying so hard to fit in, trying so hard to, to, to be somebody or do something. And it just, it brought me back to what I know to be true, which is like, I just like doing hood rat shit with myself, dude. I like reading weird books. I like practicing mysticism. I like making podcasts, doing raps. I like thinking, I like learning. I like, I don't like fucking with anybody, dude. Like, I don't want to fuck with anybody, dude. Yeah, just, it brought you know, a lot of people back to that. That's what I was telling yeah. you earlier. I got ADD on you. 
Dude, that was and exactly so what I was telling you, it made you feel good. It was actually a good thing. It's bad. But but this is where, where I've taken it is my mind went because of all the struggle I've been through up until this Corolla. Yeah. I mean, it's been a tough couple of years, dude. It's been fucking tough. I'm finally at the I feel like I'm at the end of the tunnel and the lights there. And it's like I started I, I realized a few weeks ago, I was like, I'm gonna dig as hard as I can into getting to know the inner workings of myself my capital s self the man behind the the face the mask yeah. the eyes whatever i can find some sort of connecting connecting or sustainable an infinite resource that will not let me down because i can't tell you how many times i've had dream shows dude like i can't believe i'm on a tour in fucking michigan and everywhere i go there's an audience and they're driving me there and i'm staying yeah. in a casino cannot believe any it's all paid for yeah. And then I come home and two days later, I'm in a state of like, I'm totally fucked up and just like sad. Can't do shit. Can't get out yeah, of bed. Man. Like back to this again. Yeah. So, so, so it's like the highs are not going to save me. The success is not going to save me. So I've been looking at all this mystic spiritual kind of like, let's get, let's figure out the root of my own issues so I can absolve them once and for all. Cause I want to experience just, I want to experience a lasting peace where I get to yeah. do all this shit. I get to yeah. do all this shit, but it doesn't affect my normal wave frequency of like, I can just fucking chill in the middle, dude. I want to be in the middle, yeah. be high, be low, whatever comes and just be like, it's going to keep going. Like, like that. Yeah, well, I heard somebody say this the other day. Right. And if you let me jump in, they said to me, man, you should, you should be making some money off that podcast and all that comedy and stuff that you do. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, Oh man, you're killing it. I was like, no, nah, not really. They're like, oh, and we started talking about Joe Rogan's podcast. And they and he had Joe Rogan on his head in the pedestal so high that he was talking about that it it, it spawned off a million different ideas for me that we where I wasn't even thinking about Joe Rogan. He was just talking and it was on mute for me at that point because I was thinking. But he had essentially said that Joe Rogan doesn't have to worry about anything. He said, Look how much money he has made on these views. So all right, that's good. That's a good way to look at it if you're simple minded. Well, this is. Yeah, I'm just saying we have, we don't know anything about the guy other than he's really genuinely funny and he has a great podcast. We don't know how much fucking money he does, or if he's got children beating his basement, or if he fucking got a woman between his mattresses, or if he goes and fucking saves uh, people on Sundays, or we don't know the fuck he does. So for you to be like Joe Rogan is X, and you should be doing X. Number one, you're wrong because you're comparing to completely absurd that our names are Joe. This dude's a fucking proven successful man. Yeah, no doubt about it. I don't care. Robin Williams killed himself. Robin Williams fucking killed himself. You see what I'm saying? So success doesn't lie in how much you can gather. Fuck me. It's more in how much I can pass out to people is where my success. I always feel better when I can help somebody else out. I, you remember watching that little meme where the there was like a dude, he, was, he started out like white. And he was like a stick figure and it was like little flashes. They drew it. And throughout the day, he ran into somebody that was that was all black and they were sad. And he put his hand on their shoulder and he turned a little gray up the arm, but they turned all the way white. And then he went throughout the day doing that through the same little figures. And at the end of it, he was totally black. Right. And then everybody else was white because he took their he took that away from them. And then he went home and ultimately his dog, who was all white, ran up to him and licked him. And then he became all white again. So like where he had the abilities, he had the abilities and the capacity where some people don't. And that's why I always try to stay on fire about it. I know my capacity to deal with a lot of bullshit is there. I already know it. So I always try to stay on fire about it because I know that when I come home at the end of the day, I'll be like, Ugh, and it's fucking cool. God made me that way. 
he wired me to be like, my exhaust is this big, dude. Like, once it goes out, it's gone. It doesn't even come back hardly if I can. You know what I mean? Like, if I can help you. Like, if you had the worst fucking day and I could help you in some way and have the worst day with you, and you made a better day and you think, yeah, maybe it's such a great thing. I go home and I'm like, hey, don't make a big deal out of it. I pet my dog and then I have a good, that's it. That's the way God made me. That's why we should, you should always keep, stay driven and doing exactly what you're doing right now, number one. And I'm not trying to give you advice. You already know this. Always stay on fire about it. Don't ever fucking. We talked about it a little bit. This motherfucker wanted me to change my name of what I've created. We won't talk about who he is or what he's done. But he said, don't use average Joe. I'm saying, okay, what's your rap name? A to Z. You don't have one? Hmm. Just Adam Abramowitz. Well, it's shared space. Like I was saying, like somebody's telling me I can't use shared space because there's another company called Shared Space that does WeWork well, style co- co-working situations. To embellish yeah. it, you'll say... Fuck that. That's not true. But on a simple term, fuck that. Why? Why? I understand I'm not going to fucking reinvent Coca-Cola, but it's just me and this is what I do. You know what I mean? So I stay on fucking fire about it because it helps me continue on with my mission. I never, some people, you get in these hurdles and people will stop you because you're fucking moving. That momentum's going and they'll stop you right in your tracks and be like, try to be like, just ignorant fucking people and stupid people. And as you mature into your, you're, you're, you're forced that you're essentially what you are because you're, you're actually conscious right now where you feel like you've been depressed. You're actually very conscious right now because you're seeking it. We're talking about it right now. You're actually not holed up in your room uh, with a pistol in your mouth. I don't know if that's what happened before, but I'm just saying like, that's the end of that depression. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're actually good right now. You're good right now. Just keep that fucking shit rolling and you're, and, 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 and don't let nobody just sway you away from it, man. I changed my name for four days and I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. I'm going to do exactly what I do. God didn't make me a CEO of fucking some Fortune 500 company because I'm wired to be this whatever. No, he made me this fucking weird dude, man, that does weird shit. Just like (laughs) we do, man. You know, it's okay. okay. See, that's the the other piece that that I'm excited we're we're doing this is because I'm learning how to own that. Like, I'm just going to be – a friend told me she listened to the show last week and she said – she gave me a subgenre for what I do and she called it mystic grunge. <laughs> and I was like, that's the dopest shit ever. Kind of fits so. though. But it's, it's rare for me, you know, like I want to be a vessel for my own personal truth. Just like you're saying, like I want to yeah. embody whoever I am and whatever moment that is and, and vocalize and express it. Yeah. That's what I admire so much about what you do, dude, is you let it fucking rip. You don't think twice. We want to go live? We're live, dude. Like, you've, you'll pop the phone up and we'll be in it, dude. It yeah. doesn't matter. You want to send 30 messages to veterans a day and post on their on their wall some nice shit? Yeah, We're doing man. it, dude. It's happening. Like, you don't yeah. give a shit. Yep. And that's, that's why I wanted to talk to you, dude, because underneath the surface, everything we may see from you online, you know, and I wanted to open up this dialogue is because – Although we may present things in a certain way, a lot of we all have stuff we're struggling through. And we all have stuff, little little grief pop bubbles that'll come up, you know. And we have yeah. to. And one of the things I, I take so much that I admire so much just about what I know of serving in the military, and when I imagine like two days ago when all I wanted to do was leave the warehouse, and I said, "You're not allowed to. You got to suck it up and 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 be in the shit." Yeah. Like the willingness to persevere and know that you can get through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's internal. The military just exposes it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Ian, I wanted to bring you on so we could talk about this because I don't think we're the only ones going through this. Absolutely not. There's no way, shape, or form that that could even possibly be the case, and it's good to talk about it in any case. I always say that it's good to talk about it. It's good to hear people talk about it. Some people get disinterested after five minutes or something like this. Some people listen to it all the way to the end, but if they can just get that little bit of fire going in them that just tells them to get up, get it moving. People are afraid to die. They are afraid to die. They're attaching themselves to this life like it's literally the only thing around. I don't have you ever had, and this is what I meant to ask you. Let's jump extremely to this because I don't want to forget this. You ever been having a really good day when everything's just fine and you had one little grief bubble uh, that you described, a little dark demon from your past, a little something that was deep down inside you? I don't care what it is. Nobody really knows about it, but it's just there. It pops up. You may have fucked somebody over one time or did something that's whatever, and it pops back up, and you think that that's going to come back into you in some sort of karma, and then you start letting it affect your day or, or anything like that. You, do you do this? Yeah, yeah. it will paralyze me sometimes too. Right, 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 right. So I always say, and this is what I like try to do now when these things happen, is I will try to address them in myself right away. Like if I, I don't try to bury shit these days, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. The deepest, darkest thing. If somebody asks me about it to this day, I will be like, yep fuck that sucks but yep I did it or whatever you know like whatever it is but I'll still have them come up all the time and they'll change my entire momentum like yeah I will I'll be chilling and somebody will be like hey man are you all right I'll be like yeah fuck I don't know what I was doing I just like started thinking about some dumb shit here man you know what I mean I don't know I, I think that let's to go back to what you said not jump around too much because we're right in the middle of you talking about there's got to be people out there that are just like this I think it's important to talk about it for sure in any case to get your little bit of, because there's people that are like addicted to motivational speeches. Like they're addicted to them. They always got to see what the next guy's saying or something like that. And I'm okay with that. I think that's okay because I find that within a million different things. I don't attach myself to one thing, right? Ultimately, comedy. I do attach myself to that. That's my my guy, my thing. But uh, the motivational speeches and stuff like that are very beneficial it's very beneficial for somebody to watch a very engaging informative podcast well there's two i was thinking about this the other day one one of the things that really helped me come out of it was i put on a podcast and just heard other people talking so that's for the time by the second day i was just like okay someone has to think for me so that was one but another two is like more than more than motivation or guiding or teaching or telling someone what to do or how to do it I think just sharing experience, sharing what it's like for me, what it's been like for me this week, what it's like for you the week, uh, leading up to today, you know, like, yeah. that's what we, that's what I think we're missing is like everybody. And that's the thing too, is like, I tried to do this while I was in it yesterday. I tried to do this and yeah. I just couldn't bring myself to it because I had nothing. I yeah. was so broken and so defeated and it yeah. was just me being a sad boy, miserable, yeah. wanting, wanting to be ruined everything so like there was nothing there i had to suck it up like you said and just live in it be in it understand seek to understand it bring it to awareness and recognize that it's not me this is a weather system that i'm in right now you know this is passing through and now i get to be here lively and engaged with you to talk about what we've just experienced because i don't think there's anything to teach anyone you know what i'm saying like i don't think there's anything that that we're we need to there may not nobody may ever listen to this but the point of it oh no we're gonna get some people to listen to it it allows us it allows us to engage in a way that's gonna create that's gonna absolve ourselves like dude like 
just unpacking some of the stuff that you just described with with your, your with your mom. I didn't know any of that, dude. That's all. Oh I'm man, doing. we could talk about it for hours. I try to keep a lot of it. <clears throat> I try to keep a lot of it. The the more I see my failures, because I'll get really ambitious and try to do a lot of different things, and then I'll fail at a lot of them. So I'm not afraid to gamble on anything. I don't care. I'll fist fight a fucking bear and probably lose. Know it. You know what I mean? But I'll still try it just to see because there's a chance I might win. And then um, I feel like you're right. Is that fucked up? But it's I, I feel like why well, don't you know what I was fucking getting at with that? I'm always on some some real profound shit, and I lose my train of thought because I got ADD like a motherfucker, and I started thinking about something immediately. But um. And now we're picturing you, you bare, bare knuckle box of bear. I'd, I'd get my ass whipped, but I'd still do it. I'd, I'd fucking try it. But the more, I guess I was saying this, the more I find out and analyze my failures, the more I realize that, you know, who I am, like, what are you doing? Like type thing and, and stuff like that. But I always try to just not care about what people think about it, you know, and just keep moving through the punches or whatever and try to figure it out. Like, what am I doing with, without having to worry? Like, if you, like you said it earlier a little bit, if you just own yourself, like own your shit and be who you are. I love when I see somebody that's totally freaked out, man. When I say totally freaked out, I don't care if they're wearing a fucking toupee. That's fucking crazy. Fear and loathing Las Vegas glasses. Fucking they stink like body odor or whatever, but they're the nicest person. They're just rolling up in the shit. Like you're, you literally look at them like this motherfucker got some audacity being in here or talking to that girl or doing whatever. I love watching those people because those people, a uh, transgender who's cut their fucking wiener off or whatever, or a chick that dresses like a dude and they go out in public and they're, I don't care how crazy or delusional you possibly think they are. You know what they are ultimately fucking comfy, oh, yeah. really fucking comfy. And those people offer me more intellect. Like, Hey, are you okay? Like, how did you get, and then they tell you and you're like, shit. All right. Because what am I? I'm not, we're not gay. You're not gay. You're not, you're not. That's the one thing they were dealing with. But for me is like, I, I feel like I, I just didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I can never fucking do what I say I'm going to do. No matter how many times I actually do what I say I'm going to do, like I can never keep it consistent enough to where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm good for my word. I'm good for my word. Because mm -hmm. there's so many times where I've not been good for my word. And it's not a lie. It's like, I want to do it. You'll be like, man, fuck yeah, I want to help you out. And you can't. Man, shit, I forgot to tell you, man, I got this thing going on. And it doesn't happen. Or whatever, you know what I mean? And then you do that a lot. Like, ultimately, you're a liar. Right? You're a liar at that point. You didn't do what you never I try to, Never that's my before. thing. I don't, like, I want to be comfortable with my skin to where I don't have to tell anybody. Like, I want to be on autopilot of greatness. I want to be able to have an influx of monies to where I can start up a foundation or something like Tim Tebow or somebody like that, right? Or where they, they can still be great and, and keep it great, but they've done so much greatness in these flashes that it, it created another thing. I would like to sit back and not worry about who the fuck I am. Like, what are you doing in life? Because ultimately, I just want to chill. I just want to make comedy. I just want to have fun in life. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I don't want to fucking go broke. You know, I don't want to fucking, I don't, I don't mind living. I thought about it too. I thought about living in the fucking mountains and shit. And like not having to worry about being broke. Just eating fucking berries and fucking whatever the fuck runs across my path and killing it and shit like that. that that's a thought that goes in my mind. Like, am I, would, I, would I do that? Yeah. I think I would at the end of the day if that was where I was at. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, when I was telling you describing that transgender person or that weird funky person or that weird, just weird fucking person that like to wear that weird shit out in public. I love somebody that's super comfortable because they have at that point in their life, they're living, they're going to go until their death date living, not wondering and worrying. And I don't, you know, th that kind of they're shit. Being who they are. And yeah, they, man. Fuck and yeah, not man. Giving a fuck. Yeah, man. I love it. Dude. I love it. That's I, feel I, love, I love freaky people. I love freaks, man. I'm a freak, but I just, you know, 
we're all freaks. I love I love anyone who's just willing to be authentically themselves, and and that's where I'm at now with this doing this with you is like, for so long I just I won't just rip it because I'm afraid or because I'm uh, what people may think or like Mm -hmm. I'm afraid. uh, It's I don't know what it is. It's like I'll sit here and listen and overthink and overanalyze and wait for something to happen, then to just say you know what I'm feeling this right now. I just got through this experience. I want to talk to somebody who's been in it too. Let's yeah. make it happen. I'm not, I'm not thinking about like whether or not this will be helpful for, you know, the podcast or the trajectory that it could go in or trying to plan and control and think things through the way my mind likes to do it. I'm saying, fuck all that. Like, yeah, no, you need to be the gasoline. That's what I like to, you don't want to be the gas can. You need to be the gasoline. Well, this was a test for me because just like you brought up with him, with your word, how you'll say like, you'll say you're going to do something and then won't do it. Yeah. I try to be, I've been trying to really master that and become that guy. If I say it, I fucking do it. I don't care what it is. And what that means is you have to say no more because. No, you do. You have to be stingy with your word. And I learned this from another guy. You literally have to stop telling fucking people what you're going to do. You don't owe it to them to do that. And you just have to. Anyway, that's, we could do a whole side dialogue on that because there's a way to go about doing it where you leave the ball on everyone else's Why not? Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Is... So, the, so the idea is to set yourself up for what somebody else wants to do, which means you can be game for every, anything, but you got to give them something to do that gets into your sphere of influence, which means if you want to do this thing or you need me here you want, or you want to have this idea you want to start, send me a text tomorrow with the times you're available. So you got to give someone a direction. You got to give them the move to get into your sphere. Yeah. Like I've got this wall and this boundary set up where somebody throws great ideas at me and like, I want to help them, but I also know people don't usually, a lot of people that I know will have great ideas and never follow through with them. Yeah. So now, so now I say, all right, that's awesome. Let me know when you're ready to pick a date, to pick a time. So, yeah. so I, everything's always in another person's court. Yeah. So all yeah. I am is a receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can be good for everything. I want to help anybody get their ideas started. And I'll say this right now, and I'm sure you're open to this too, but anyone that wants to reach out to either of us to talk about any of the stuff we're talking about, who has ideas for something they'd like to do creatively, not we both of us would be more than willing to to help and listen and share. Yeah, I do it on the daily. Absolutely. But so the idea is to basically create a system or just create a way to where you can be impeccable with your work. Which means yep. when the finally time comes in to use this whole schedule thing, which is I have to learn how to do is my schedule and my to-do list. Yeah. Like by that point, the person's committed. They came back to me and said, we're doing this. And this is the date and time I want to do. Which one can you do? And you can yeah. but, I, but I say I say all that to say that, that the difference in, in what I've been experiencing now versus, versus in the past is, uh, um, at least with this week at least, has been – I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. No, all right, perfect, because we're the same on that, and I love watching somebody else do it, because I know I'm not alone in that. <laughs> You're no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, man, it's fucking great, dude, I like I talking so, like I got sidetracked on creating boundaries for sustainable word soothing. Or word yeah, no, 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 I, I was tracking with you, honestly, the whole way, you, basically, you were just getting at, like, um, well... I guess you, I guess you were getting at the the like you said where it led you back to this right here. We were talking about doing the the one thing, and you was like, well, ultimately, it leads me back to the damn where I've been at this this past week or whatever, and and that's where I lost you too. But if 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 you freaking think about everything that you're doing right now, 
from podcast to rapping to forgetting what the fuck you were saying five seconds before. There's <laughs> always a constant momentum going forward that you cannot even fucking call, dude. And sometimes that thing's – it's like you're on a fucking train, but you're on that second cart. You're not driving it. Like, you can see what's up in front, but that, that motherfucker will slow right down on you. I've, I've yet to be on stage and this happened, and it's my worst fear. I've had a nightmare about it. We're talking to somebody, something, I'm just going down and say, what was I, what was I saying? <laughs> what was I fucking saying? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do that shit all the fucking time, all the time. But you, you were saying that people could reach out to us and that um, they, if they wanted to talk about the similar things and, and, and stuff like that, and you were ultimately saying, because I, I was saying something about being good at my word, and you were trying to tell me how to get to kind of where I, where um, ultimately being stingy with my word, not telling people yes all the time. And it led well, you. well, being open to whatever anybody wants to do with you, but putting the always leaving the, the ball, ball in their court. court. Yeah, they've got to text you the next day because we're not going to remember. Yeah, and we can't yeah. create an expectation for something because we got other stuff we got to focus on. You know? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, the hardest thing is to stay focused when you're when when whenever your mind's always going everywhere. Like, I think that's what ultimately we we're both kind of looking for. I'm glad that we talked to this point because this is where I'm at in life. I'm trying to make sure that like. It's not about being a liar. I think I've mastered the whole thing. Like, we just don't, like, lie, like, make up bullshit anymore to get anything. Because you do enough cool shit, you don't have to lie. But to put yourself in a situation where you say you're going to be at a spot at one time, or, like, with these T-shirts, man, fuck me. I just got all these, just got all these motherfuckers done in the bags right here, dude, for, for this next last order, like, where people had ordered three weeks ago, dude. Three weeks ago. And they're probably like, what the fuck is he doing? And you want to explain that to him, like, I just stop being depressed. And like, but you know, nobody wants to fucking hear that, man. Yeah, it didn't come yeah. down to the matter of the fact. I just didn't fucking, I couldn't have my, because I was battling the fucking website and I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And I, the shipping, I went down there one day after I made all these shirts and I went to go send them off and I had like 60 bucks left in my pocket. Shipping was 90. I had to call somebody and get them to fucking Venmo me. So I had to like stop, like analyze, like, what am I doing here? But I still, everybody was like, hey, we will get some shirts. We'll get some shirts. I'm like, shit, I made your shirts, but I don't have the money to send those motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't charge you for shipping because I'm a dumbass. Mm. And then we'd have to go rebuy materials or do this or do whatever. But ultimately, we're getting, we, we got it going on now. We're good. We're good now. And we got the shit going on now. She's got everything she needs here. She's fucking hot and heavy with it. It's just like, I like that created a little spark and she likes doing what she's doing the doing the stuff or uh their family is fully supportive of what i do i'm always over here eating food and eating dinners and my kid always hanging out here and stuff like that but it's good to have these people around me because i get fucking out there dude with my ventures and stuff like that and then these people keep me grounded and keep me real back in they keep me on that line you know because like i'm like that bait like that bait fish like <laughs> throw the fuck out there and they're like all right go swim a little bit and then i'll get crazy and then they pull me back in and i actually like it though Family, some some people's family do that. Some people's friends. Some people doesn't matter. But somebody like us, we're always going to end up alone at the end of the day. You know, in your in your, in thought, like you can be in a room full of people, but you'll still be alone in thought because you haven't figured it out yet. And I just some most all the time, you just want to be okay. But it's really unobtainable, in my opinion. You can have flashes and instances of being okay, but you're always going to have strife and stuff like that if you're wired that way. But I think once you figure out how to master, like I was saying, master the the translation of whatever you're going through without killing yourself and actually helping somebody that very well may not be as strong as you are mentally, but they are going through the same exact thing. Cause well, some that, people hold I, hot pans and hot water and stuff like that, but some people can't. I know, think like, that's what, I think that's what I was getting at earlier before I started talking about like one of my, one of my things is wanting to feel like I know where I'm going or like yeah. I'm afraid to actually do things like 
post a status that says I want to talk about depression. Yeah. Depressive states. Yeah. I'm afraid to just pull the trigger on something like that because I don't know how it aligns with my conception of who I am or where I think I want to go. Yeah. 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 So all of this is an exercise in me getting to making friends with the unknown because I truly do believe that you can create a sustainable presence of being where you're totally content, where you're good. Yeah. And life is in harmony with your, with your, with your, the truest version of, of who you are, which is your, your soul or yourself or that part of you that, that you know that no woman is ever going to make you feel a sustainable, infinite happiness. Just I like I know there's I, no heroin that's going to do it for me. Same right. with me. I, sh- I probably shouldn't piss through the women like I do. Right. But, but the, well, we have our issues, right? Yeah. So my whole point with this whole Corolla, the Corolla virus <laughs> is like, literally, it's, it's time for me to really reprogram myself, right? Yeah. To really look at the hardware, like get to the nitty gritty, the depths of whatever I'm going through so I can create a new way of living. Yeah. In a, in a sustainable way. And I think that's, for me is like, I don't figure, I don't see the point of anything else because I can't tell you a hundred people, a thousand people in the audience, you know, it's going to be gone. You know, the yeah. love that I fell for that will be gone. My body yeah. will be gone. Things will be yeah. gone. Things are always leaving. There's no, there's no permanency in this world. Yeah. So, so while I'm here, I got to figure out, I got to figure out how to lean into something that I can, that I can rely on. That's infinite. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it seems to be that it, that it is essentially, you know, without without mincing words, but it's like it's the it's the moment and it's the realization that that whoever this is that's communicating or speaking is like is just part of the deeper me. Yeah. And I want to make if I asked you 10 years ago where you'd be at 10 years from now, like from then, you think you would describe this situation in any form? Like I would be. <sighs> Unaware, uncertain, and tall. Ten years ago? Yeah. Shit, ten years ago, I was, I was too stoned to, to think about anything. Right, 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 right. right. So <laughs> yeah. you could very well be in that state of mind right now, but just without the buzz, right? So like I said earlier, like ten years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, the fuck was I thinking? Just keep yourself small, like you said. This is my best advice, even though you didn't ask for it. Keep yourself small. Like you said, calm down when these times come. And I'm talking to anybody that might actually be listening to it or, or you or anybody. Like you literally just did exactly what I, I always try to do. Minimize yourself. Don't move. Don't fucking move while you're in this state. Don't call nobody. Don't get it. Because you know, I can't stand when somebody calls me and I'm, and I'm in these little weird little bipolar, depressive, whatever the hell they are. And then they call me out on it. Like, what's the matter with you? Well, fuck, man, you can't tell or whatever. Like, you know, you don't even want to have the conversation. You know what I mean? So if you just minimize yourself at these times and don't burn too many bridges, like, because it can very well happen because you are literally a ball of fire when you're depressed. You can burn the bridge so fast, dude. And apologizing for it later is, that's a totally different nut to crack depending on who you're talking to. You know what I mean? But I think that if, 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 when I got divorced this last time, I was actually with this, this lady for such a long time. Um, a preacher talked to me one time and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I actually talk about, I've said, I told this a little bit to a few different people because it's relevant to sitting still and just understanding for a second, like who you are. It takes you to settle down and to go without before you really break yourself down and really understand. So I said to him, I said, Hey man, 
you know, I'm going through this still with my ex-wife or my soon-to-be ex-wife or whatever. And he's like, well, do you want to get divorced? And I was like, man, I don't want to get divorced. Fuck no, I don't want to get divorced. Now, regardless of what's happened between that very moment in time where I told him absolutely I did not want to get divorced, convicted in my heart that I didn't want to get divorced, to right now, regardless of what's happened in that time, there was a defining moment. And it was that moment right there where he told me. I asked for his advice. I said, hey, what do you think? And he said, man, I don't even want to give you my advice. And I said, well, why? He said, because I don't know if you'll take it. And I was like, well, let's hear it. He said, all right. So he gave it to me. And he said, go on a 30-day hiatus. Don't do anything. Don't talk to any women. Don't have sex. Don't fucking go try to find one. Don't go out. Don't go drink. He was like, you just go to work and go home. He's like, go work out. But just minimize who you talk to and take a 30-day hiatus. And then you'll figure out who you are. I was 14 days through that bad boy, 15 days through that bad boy before I made my first contact with somebody else. And it was a female. And I was like already mad. And I just blew it out of the water. Damn, That was the defining moment Damn. in the the thing of me because I didn't make it to the end. Have I done that same 30 day thing since then? Absolutely. Have I? That was what I needed then, though. Now I'm trying to just get that fixed type thing where, you know, like chasing the dragon, so to speak, where it's not going to happen. Like I can sit here for 30 days and 30 days is expired. And I'm just still fucking sitting there with arms crossed. I'm like, Fuck, man, you know, your window, your, you had yeah, your- my window of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, like- the guru is right there, dude. Yeah, man. Way to enlightenment. And you you yep. got day 14. <laughs> but, but you did say it. And I'm not trying to backtrack on anything. And I did just blatantly say that I can sit there for 30 days. That's not the case. But if you keep your mind open during your 30-day hiatus or your week or two weeks, or whatever you have to take when you're depressed, if you can just keep your mind open a little bit and find one person even, I don't care who it is, or one thing that you can outlet into and just keep you sane for that little bit until it shakes, until it goes away. Something will always come along, man. Something will always come along and keep you moving if you can just keep your mind open, you know. But you have to have your mind open for that plug to work there, you know, to come to plug in, you know. Man, that's – I want to end there, dude, because that's perfect. Yeah. That is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we close out? Anything you want to you – No, get- bro, this is clockwork, man. I'm so glad that we had this conversation, and I'm glad that you asked me uh, – you didn't ask me, actually. You Actually, you did. You said, what's this? And I said, what's that? And you said, you want to do this? And I said, yeah, that's how we both work. Oh, You're yeah. really like, let's do it. That's how we fucking roll, and that's what you should embrace the most. Yeah. I yeah, don't, don't you, think about it. Just do it. It's like yeah, – right. That was so, the yeah. motto for today. I just let it rip, and you, you messaged me, and I was like, let's get it on, dude. Let's get that's on. Right, dude. Get that's on right, right, dude. That's right, dog. I love it, man. I love you. Ultimately, I think you're one of the greatest people I know, and I appreciate everything you do. And then I will talk to you soon enough. And then uh, just let me know if you need anything from me, dude. Ever. Absolutely. And you're, you're yeah. You're, I already know you're fine. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll have all your social media stuff and your tags and everything at the in the podcast. Everyone will know where to get you. That's Average cool, man. That's Facebook, cool. Instagram everywhere. If they watch this whole thing, they probably won't want to come watch it. But if, if they do, yeah, tell them to come check it out, man. Because I'll be oh, glad yeah, to have man. them. Make them a hoodie or something. Yeah, man. I Thank owe you a hoodie, dude. Not, dude. I owe you a record. And I do need it. We need to swap it out. We need to have a. We need to. We need to have a six feet apart swap out. I, we'll toss it to each other. <laughs> yeah, huh? dude. Yeah, we'll throw it in the Corolla. Send the Corolla to you, and then you can get. We can all get. We can all get Corolla. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, my dude, brother I, used to drive a Corolla. I, it's a beautiful car. It's a good car. It lasts a long time. But yeah, uh, man, thanks so much for doing this, dude. And uh, no doubt, bro, I had a great time, dude. I appreciate it. Hey, fix your clock behind you, man. That thing is not right. What do you mean? Hey, what time does that thing say? Oh, it says five forty-one. Yeah, it's mirror image. Shit, it looks like it says one forty-five or something. I don't know. <laughs> Which yeah, would make total yeah. sense, considering five forty-one is. 
Yeah, all right. You're have on a good night, bro. Thank you, dude. <laughs> I'll see you later, dude. Have a good one, man. I'll send it to you when this is ready. No doubt, bro. I'll be ready. I'll share the hell out of it. All right, bud. All right, dude. Great, man. Thanks. Yeah. All right. All right. That was Joey Leonard, everybody. I promised I would read a little end segment here about what I learned. And this is straight from the books that I mentioned earlier. You know, none of these ideas are mine. I'm learning these as we go. But I wrote this stuff down. It is... Uh, This is one, the Anthony DeMello, Anthony DeMello Awareness. We got This Is It by Alan Watts. And this one, The Mystic Path to Cosmic Power by Vernon Howard. And that one is, I'm reading, I'm on my second read of it. It's been the most helpful thing I've had, so. On the subject of depression, states of despair, states of existential angst, here we go. This is what I wrote down. Be aware of your mind and body without identifying with it. So that means I can be aware that I'm experiencing these emotions. I can be aware of my thoughts, you know, projecting into the future, into the past. But uh, they are not me. None of it is me. I'm the one observing all that. So when these states hit, be aware uh, without identifying. And then experience the emotions and the thoughts as something separate than you. So these are hardwiring, programming things coming from I don't know where. But they're not meant to serve me. They're, just, they're meant to debilitate me. And I, I, can, I, can list, I can see them, observe them without identifying. Even, even in good. And even in bad, it's all happening to the character of you. So what that means is, what I the piece I was missing from before was when I'm feeling good feelings and I'm excited and there's momentum and there's a lot of cool shit happening. My, my I'm identifying with those things as being the true version of me when those aren't aren't me either. Those are all just passing emotions, passing passing thought systems, weather patterns, whatever you want to call it happening to the character of me or you if it's you so the center is where we want to be to experience thought and emotion as they arise without attachment or identification so it can be i can be aware that i'm upset i can be aware that i'm sad i can be aware that i'm happy i don't need to attach to it or identify with it just need to be aware that it and the center is where i want to be meaning if i'm speaking on exciting things those things aren't me and it's not meant for me it's just happening. Like I'm enjoying this podcast right now. I enjoy talking and sharing these ideas and these thoughts. But this, even this is not me. This is just the character of me showing up for you. And it's the same with sadness and depression, grief and fear. It's all just passing through. Being aware of these things without attaching to them will help me embody my true self in communion with the unknown or the infinite or, with quotes, G-O-D, the ever-present consciousness that's expressing itself through all time and space in the form of me, you, and everyone that ever was, and everyone that ever will be. G-O-D. So yeah, that's all I got. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining. You know? Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I need a, I need about a 12-hour nap. Uh. <sighs> 
I'm going to eat this Totino's pizza and then hit the hay.